Wisconsin has a rich history and politics that has influenced many of the nation's major political movements. Here's contributor Eric Dregney with a look at Wisconsin's connection to socialism. I grew up hearing how dangerous socialists were. After all, the Cold War against the USSR could turn hot if we didn't root out the communists in our midst, as Joe McCarthy warned. Then, I lived in a socialist Norway, and my wife gave birth to our first baby there. Norwegian Healthcare covered the birth and gave us $5,000 to help raise the baby and would deposit $150 into our bank account every month until our son was 18. This democratic socialist government paid for my year of college in Trondheim, paid our health care, and would pay our pension if we had stayed. These socialists certainly didn't seem so dicey after all. They seemed positively civil. Some American politicians invoke Scandinavian socialism as a model for the U.S., but I suggest we look to Wisconsin. Our state has a long history of alternatives to for-profit corporations in the form of owner-operated cooperatives and profit-sharing credit unions. Milwaukee even elected three socialist mayors. German visionaries in Milwaukee dreamed of a cooperative commonwealth rather than cutthroat capitalism and succeeded in electing socialist mayors that served most of the period between 1910 and 1960. Milwaukee's socialist mayor, Emil Seidel, even lured Pulitzer Prize-winning poet Carl Sandburg to work for him. Wisconsin may have had its share of socialist mayors, but the most influential progressive was likely Thorstein Veblen, born in Cato, Wisconsin, as the son of Norwegian immigrants. He viciously criticized cutthroat American capitalism with his famous warnings of conspicuous consumption and his book, The Theory of the Leisure Class, became the impetus for the Roosevelt Revitalization Package for the U.S., better known as the socialist-leaning New Deal. Baptist minister Lars Jorgensen Hauge witnessed a poor Danish-American woman break down in tears after she was given just five cents a pound for her sweet cream butter, and then only in trade at the company store. Hauge remembered the cooperative creameries back in Denmark. So he traveled the Midwest preaching his butter sermons, pushing the farmers to share their wealth with each other by forming cooperatives. The cooperative ideal spread throughout the Midwest and expanded to general stores, food markets, gas and electrical operations, agricultural elevators, and banks as credit unions. These co-ops offer an alternative system that allows all members to have a stake in the greater good rather than working just for the wealthy. Even Midwestern houses, cozy bungalows, came from the populist arts and crafts movement that took its socialist views and applied them to handcrafted houses that were affordable to everyone. Danish landscape architect Jens Jensen brought his progressive ideals to Wisconsin. He died in Ellison Bay when he worked with Frank Lloyd Wright. Gustav Stickley from Osceola, Wisconsin, expanded on the style with his Craftsman magazine that promoted arts and crafts design and socialist equality. The Milwaukee Journal Sentinel wrote in 2010 that the socialists delivered and the public came to expect administrations rooted in honesty, efficiency, frugality, and concern for the working person. They called their fellow citizens to a higher conception of the common good, one that placed cooperation above bare self-interest. This socialist legacy survives here in the upper Midwest with by far the most co-ops of any other area of the country. Apparently, the democratic socialism that we experienced in Norway was here all along.
Eric Dregney teaches English at Concordia University in St. Paul. He is the author of several books, including Vikings in the Attic, In Search of Nordic America. Wisconsin Life is a co-production of Wisconsin Public Radio and PBS Wisconsin in partnership with the Wisconsin Humanities Council. Additional support comes from Lowell and Mary Peterson of Appleton. Find more Wisconsin Life at wisconsinlife.org and on Facebook. I'm Brad Kohlberger.